Hello, hello, hello to all my wonderful partners and family. And I am so glad today we are again together sharing the blessed word of God with you. And I want to say, you know, it's been such a pleasure coming to you every single day with the word of God. I just pray that as I share the word of God again today, that you'll be strengthened. My desire for you is that you finish strong. You know, life has many challenges, many ups and downs. But as believers, we have a responsibility before the Lord to live the kind of life where we are pleasing to the Lord and to finish well. So thank you for joining me today. And please share this with your friends because I'm talking about how to be free from the power of sin, the dominion of sin, and how to stay free. Like, what does the Bible say about that to us? So, Lord, I thank you again for your beautiful word. I thank you for your promises. And I pray, Lord, today that you would help me minister the word with clarity and simplicity, that your people will see exactly what you say to us. We give you all the praise, all the glory, and the honor. And God's people said, Amen and Amen. And because, uh, before I begin, by the way, I want to uh, ask for your help. You know, uh, our numbers are growing tremendously on social media. Tell your friends about these teachings. Just make sure that the friends you have, the friends you know, because I think, you know, they'll benefit from the Word of God. I think more and more um, people today are worried about the future and about how they're going to end uh, their, their walk with God. Maybe some of them today are questioning uh, the, the Word of God. And I'm hearing it, you know, a little more than I really want to right now about how many people are walking away from the faith or questioning the promises of God. So, if you know someone who needs these teachings, just be be a helper to me. And uh, you're my family already, as you know. Tell these sweet people to watch uh, these programs, these dailies, because this would really help them and bless God's people everywhere. All right, um, Romans 6. Remember, yesterday I shared something really important with you from verse 11. It says, Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through, this is the key, through Jesus Christ our Lord. So we cannot reckon ourselves dead to sin, nor can we reckon ourselves alive to God without Jesus. Everything that happens in our life happens through Jesus, meaning that Jesus is the one who is living that in us and through us. So we do all things through the Lord. And so it says, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. Well, how? Through Jesus, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instrument of unrighteousness unto sin. How? Through Jesus, 
but yield your, yourself to God. All through the Lord. And, and that's when you have the promise of verse 14 of Romans 6, then sin will not have dominion over your life. So living the life of a believer where we have daily contact with the Lord, and that's the key. Daily fellowship, daily contact, where our fellowship is strong, where we're abiding in the Lord. In John 15, the Lord said, abide in me. And when you abide in me, you'll bear fruit. What fruit? Righteousness, holiness, right living, being accepted in his sight. So all that happens when we have that beautiful daily fellowship with the Lord and we develop that beautiful relationship and fellowship with God. One day of neglect costs a lot. The price of neglect is so high because if you miss one day with the Lord, rust builds, you know, a lot of uh, problems in our spiritual life begin to build up that keep us away from the Lord. And the enemy enters through that and begins to steal our time away and by distractions and by the world that comes at us and all the things that happen to us that we get get easily distracted. So the flesh cannot be resisted. Like nowhere does it say in the word of God, resist the flesh and he'll flee from you. Now Satan, yes, we can resist the devil, he'll flee. But what do you do with this? <laughs> what do you do with this body of death, as Paul calls it, you know? He said, O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Well, you know, this flesh goes with you to bed. This flesh wakes up with you in the morning. This flesh eats breakfast with you. This flesh eats lunch with you. This flesh goes to work, is in the car with you. So the flesh, nowhere in the Bible does it say that the flesh will flee from us. But it does say what to crucify it. And we crucify it through daily contact with the Lord. And when we crucify it, then sin has nowhere to go. Catherine Kuhlman used to say that let the presence of Jesus be so real in your life, there'll be no, no, no space for sin. Let the Lord be so real in your life, there'll be no place for the devil to get in. And so that, I think, is the secret, is the presence of the Lord in our lives, which comes through fellowship. Now, Let's let's talk about what Paul the Apostle uh, talked about in 1 Corinthians. So let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Because, you know, this has been a challenge uh, for 2,000 years. Um, with the church, I mean. So Paul writes in verse 12, uh, 21 of 1 Corinthians 10. He says, you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be partaker of the Lord's table and of the table of devils. So here we see how important it, it is to, to be careful from not letting the world get in. Because we cannot fellowship with God and, and the world at the same time. That's just impossible. And he warns in this, in this chapter. I think he's giving us a, a great key. It's not possible to fellowship with the Lord daily if the world has any part of us. You know, the, the, God's word says friendship with the world is the enmity. So the world is the enemy of God. So uh, friendship with the world is enmity against God. So we have to be careful of that. Uh, you remember 1 Corinthians 
chapter 10, beginning at verse 1, uh, Paul talks about, he says, Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant how our fathers were under the cloud, meaning Israel, and they were all baptized into Moses, into the sea. They all ate the same spiritual meat. They all drank the same spiritual drink. because, And he says, For they drank of that rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with many of them, God wasn't pleased because they, they they complained and they lusted and they murmured. He said don't, in verse 7, don't be idolaters like some of them. And then verse 8, don't commit fornication as some of them did. And don't tempt Christ as some of them did. And don't murmur. And then in verse 11, he says, all these things happened to us or for us as examples. So we should be, we should be careful. So wherefore let him that thinketh he stands take heed lest he fall. Why? Because the enemy is out there attacking us continually through the world. And so the one thing that Paul says very clearly, flee from idolatry in verse 14. Flee from magnifying things that are not of God, uh, looking at things that are not of God. So, and then he says, I speak to wise men, judge what I say. So it's very important that we, you know, keep our guard. Even Paul, uh, in 1 Corinthians 9, uh, quite amazing, in verse 27, you know, he was also concerned for, for, for himself. I mean, that's why he would write this verse, which I think has been a puzzle to many people. In verse 27, he says, But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. 1 Corinthians 9, 27. Lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. I mean, imagine Paul, who was caught to the third heaven saying that, who walked with God, the greatest apostle that ever walked the earth would say these words, lest I should be a castaway. So I have to put my body under subjection. And that word is, I wrestle it. I wrestle my flesh into subjection. Because the flesh fights. That's why he said, I wrestle. Because wrestling means fighting. Somebody's fighting you. And the flesh is always fighting us. You know, in James, in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 15, we'll read these words. When lust hath conceived, it brings forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. So we are being warned over and over in the Bible of watching, being careful. Don't let the world in. Don't associate with things that are not godly and holy. So he's warning the believer, not the unbeliever. In verse 16, he says, Do not err my beloved brethren. He's talking to us. This is not a warning for someone outside the church. This is a warning for someone in the church because nobody can can submit to the dominion of the Lord Jesus and 
sin. Well, we we have we make it a daily choice. You know, even this this morning I was thinking how important it is. It's a daily commitment. It's a daily affirmation of faith. You know, when I married my wife Suzanne, I married once. So when someone marries, they marry one time. You don't marry them every day, or you, dear ladies, you you don't marry your husband every day. You just marry them, and then you're married. Not so in the Christian life. The Christian life, that commitment has to be affirmed every single day. It's a daily walk. It's a daily commitment. It's a daily surrender. It's a daily relationship. And the day we miss is the day when the enemy gets in and makes a big mess of our lives and the world pulls us away because this world has powerful influence over every one of us. We're not yet free from this body. And this body, this flesh, this old man it's called, still wants the world. So when we stay close to Jesus daily, that flesh is submitted, shriveled. It has nowhere to go. Sin has no place in our life. And that's when Paul says, then, in Romans 6.14, then sin will not have dominion over you. But notice what what he's, he's really saying. We have to consider Paul's statement. So, because... Uh, it's impossible for us to live the Christian life if sin ever becomes the master. And again, we have to understand it's a continual walk. And once we walk continually, then we remain free from sin. And there is deliverance then for our life. Now, let's go back to Romans chapter 6 again, because this chapter is so amazing. Um, let's go back to verse 11 one more time. So he says, Reckon ye yourselves to be dead unto sin, alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness, under sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. So once we do this through Jesus, then comes the promise, sin will not have dominion. But look at, uh, look at verse 16, because this is really uh, very important. He says, Know ye not to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey. His servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. What is he saying? He's saying it's a daily decision we make. I decide daily, who am I going to submit to today? Am I going to submit to the Lord Jesus through fellowship with him? Because I cannot submit to the Lord without fellowship with him. 
time with Jesus daily enables me to surrender to the Lord daily. I cannot just walk into his presence and say, Lord, I surrender, and then walk out. It requires fellowship. It requires time. It requires continual coming for that to be established. And when I come daily, continually, and spend quality time with the Lord, quality time with the Lord, I'm able to submit to the Lord. I'm able to surrender to the Lord. And He imparts the power to my heart, to my life, where I can be free from sin. So that we, we pay a price, you know, that is the, the cost is time with Jesus. Time with Jesus is the answer to abiding in him. Abiding in him doesn't mean that you and I are on our knees 24 hours a day. It simply means I come back into his presence for an hour, an hour and a half, a day. Now, I know some of you probably are thinking, I I cannot do that. Well, frankly, I'll tell you, you have a choice to make. If you don't give the Lord at least an hour a day, your relationship will struggle because the flesh has such influence over each one of us. Because we cannot rush into the presence of God. The Bible says, He that dwelleth, not he that visits, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide, shall abide. So, Jesus said, abide in me. Remember in uh, John fifteen seven, he says, I'm the vine, you're the branches. So, if you abide in me, then you'll bear fruit. Well, the branch has no responsibility. Only the vine has the responsibility. So, that vine gives life to the branch. That vine gives fruit to the branch. But what is the branch's responsibility? Quite simple, abide. Don't, don't disconnect from the vine. Well, the Lord is the vine. And as long as we're connected to the vine, we're going to have the, the power to say no to the devil, no to the world, and sin then will have no power over us. But that happens when we come into the presence of God daily and we receive nourishment daily from His presence through His Word because without the Word we can't experience the Lord. So we open our Bible. We let the Lord speak to us. We receive nourishment in His blessed presence. And now His presence strengthens us. And God gives us the willing and the doing, like Philippians says, to do his good pleasure. So this is key, that every day we have to choose. Am I going to spend time with God today, or am I going to neglect because I'm so busy with my life? So Paul says, know ye not to whom you yield yourselves, 
servants to obey, his servants you will be. So if we say no to the Lord, and there is no middle ground, there's no gray area. If we say no to the Lord, we've, we have just said yes to the world. And then the world will get in there, and the enemy will build a, a stronghold. And then trouble. So the Christian life really is very easy. It's about abiding in the Lord. So, you know, Paul talks about, and, and we've, you know, we've used that so many times when we give an altar call. I have too, you know, where we say the, in Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our, our Lord. We have to remember he's talking here to believers. He's not talking to, to, to unbelievers. In the whole chapter he was talking to believers. And I showed it to you. He's talking to us. He's talking about being free from sin and so on. He said, shall we then continue in sin and so on. This chapter is not talking to, to unbelievers. It's talking to the church. And he says to the church, to the church, the wages of sin is death. Because earlier he said, to whom we submit ourselves to. If we submit to sin, there's death. If we submit to the Lord, there's life. Then he said, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is life eternal through Jesus. Even though this verse has been used many times by me and others, talking to unbelievers to come to the Lord, Paul was talking to us believers with this verse, not to unbelievers. So we see many confirmations about this in the Bible, like in 1 John 2, you know, 4 and 6, in Hebrews 5, 9, which I think i like to read for you. Let me just read quickly Hebrews 5 and 9, because it's important to realize we have a decision to make every single day of our lives. So it says, and being perfect, verse 9, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Who obeys him? How do I, how do I obey him? Spend time with him. Because he said, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden with sin, and I'll give you rest. But then he said, take my yoke. And a lot of people, they, they, they want the Lord to take their bondage, but they're not willing to take his yoke. What is his yoke? Surrender. Give me your life. The Christian life is so simple. Just give your life to Jesus. Completely, daily. Yes, yes, of course you got saved years ago. I mean, I got saved back in the 70s, 1972. But I learned, uh, as I've lived that Christian life, that it's a daily uh, surrender to the Lord. No, no, I don't get saved every day, so don't get idea. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I surrender daily. It's just like, you know, I met the Lord February 14, 1972. But every day since then, and I didn't do it when I was younger because I didn't know any of this. But then I learned, you have to spend time with, with the Lord daily. And I heard it from Catherine Kuma and, and from many pastors and preachers all, goodness, through, throughout those years. Now as I'm you know, uh, getting to almost 70 years old next year, 
I look back at my life and I see when I obeyed that, there were blessings in my life. When I did not obey that, it was trouble in my life spiritually. And spiritual trouble brings many other troubles with it that we don't want, believe me. And this is when I think demonic uh, oppression begins. This is when a lot of uh, bondage sets into people's lives because they neglect time with the Lord. So uh, what's more, more important? Spending an hour on the phone with a friend or spending an hour watching some program on TV or an hour doing other things that you're wasting your life with or spending that hour with the, with the Lord. It's the choice we make every single day. Every single day. Now, I like to spend at least an hour and a half to two hours with the Lord every day. Because frankly, to whom much is given, much is required, you know. I need to do that for my own survival as a Christian, as a minister. And uh, I begin my day with uh, with the Word. And uh, I read my Bible, like I told you, uh, one time every four months. So I read my precious God's precious word three times a year because I really want to finish right. I want to finish my life in the Lord strong. And then I put on the worship and I begin talking to God. Sometimes I just begin talking to God as I'm reading. And sometimes the presence of the Lord just overwhelms me without me playing any worship or any tapes. Sometimes I do because it helps me, but most times really I don't. Most times I just begin talking because the God's word just begins to just so affect me in a beautiful way. The next thing I know, it's like an hour and a half gone. It goes so fast. But when I get up out of that, I'm like, peace, incredible peace, incredible joy, incredible comfort. You know, great peace have they that love thy law, it says. Nothing will affect them. Now, yeah, we have troubles in this life, sadly, we all do. But there is that inner peace still about your relationship with him. You may have problems with your family. You may worry about family. I do. I'm sure you do too. But that peace between the Lord and and I never leaves. Never leaves. And that's really what's important because the problems that come with family or finances or work or this or that, they don't last long. They come and then they are dealt with. But if you ever have a problem with your relationship with God, there's no peace there, you know? And there's no way you can you can go back to that relationship without saying, Lord, I'm going to get back on my knees and I'm going to start doing it daily with you and I'm not going to miss it no matter what. And then you will see the difference. I promise you, you will see the difference. It's blessed, totally blessed. You know, King David... King David in Psalms, let's go to Psalm 19, I'm almost done. Um, and verse 12. He had, he, he had one fear that I think all of us need. In verse 12 says, he says, who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back your servant from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright. And I should be innocent from the great transgression. What is the great transgression? The great transgression is apostasy. 
It's when someone walks away from the faith. So, fellowship with God, daily fellowship with God, keeps us safe from walking away from God. And keeps us, you know, uh, wanting to be clean, wanting to be holy. Like David said, keep back your servant from presumptuous sins. Don't let them have dominion over me. Even David understood how how important it is to surrender to the Lord. So, let's not give up the, the, good, the good fight of faith, saints. And so it says, uh, take heed. Obey the commands of the word. And finally, I'm going to close with one verse from Hebrews 3 before we pray. But I think I've given you the answer, and I think you know it. The answer is the presence of Jesus in your life that comes with daily contact with him, at least for an hour. Hebrews 3 verse 1, Holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. And in verse 12, he says this to us, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily. That's what I'm doing today. While it's called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. So what have I done the last two days? I've been exhorting you because the Bible tells me, exhort one another daily while it is called today. So, I'm, I'm praying God will give you the desire to spend an hour a day with Him, which is really not, not difficult at all. And I know many of you have jobs and you work. Well, then get up just a little earlier. Or uh, let go of some things. Let go of some things. When, when, when I was young... I used to work for the Catholic school board before I began in the ministry. And every lunch hour, I would go outside, sit on a bench outside the building where I used to work in Toronto. And I would just spend time with the Lord. It was like heaven to me. So I think you can do the same. If you can't do it early in the morning, do it at your lunchtime. Uh, or do it when you can. But I think there is an hour you can find that will that will establish you in Jesus and guarantee your destiny in Him. Because it says, I put my body under subjection, lest after I have preached to others, I myself be a castaway. So let's not lose what God has given us. Let's stay strong in Jesus. Lord, come on, let's just stretch your hands towards me as I'm believing God for you. Lord, give them the will the desire, and the strength to do this, to spend time with you, Lord, daily, at least an hour daily, Lord, that they be strong in you and the mighty word you've given us, that they will finish well and better than they started in the faith. Use them, Lord, mightily. Fill them now with the Holy Spirit, each one in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord, for your blessed anointing. Yes, Lord, meet every need, answer every prayer for your honor and glory. And God's people said, Amen and Amen.
Well, thank you for being with me, but now it's time to give. So before you leave me, would you please consider sowing seed in the Lord's work so God can bless you, so I can keep coming to you daily. You know, when you give, you enable me to do this. You enable me to do this. Otherwise, I'd have to travel. And that's going to really be wear and tear on my body. I'm going to travel some, but I don't want to travel like I used to. Because I believe this one-on-one is so effective for you and such a blessing for your life and my life that I don't want to stop doing this. I don't want to stop doing this. So by your sowing seed, by you giving, you are telling me you want me to continue doing these dailies. And the Lord will will bless you for that tremendously. I'm getting a lot of invitations that I'm saying no to right now because I don't want to lose this. You know, I don't want to have to stop doing this with you. Uh, I've had some short trips and we've, we've had to do this in the car sometimes or in the hotel. But it's not like doing it here in the studio where I can concentrate and, you know, focus on what I'm saying and doing. So, like I said, I'll travel some, but I don't want to travel as much as I used to because I want to be with you daily. And I need you now to sow seed so I can keep doing this. And God will bless you, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Now, this Friday is healing service, so please join me. All right? But now you can sow uh, on the platform you're watching me on or go to org, or simply you can text. BHM 45777. And remember the promises of God that when you give, you'll receive. So if you're, if you're in need of a financial breakthrough, Lord, give them that breakthrough in Jesus' name as they so see today. For your honor and glory. Amen. Trust the Lord. He will not fail you. Never fail you. All right. Much love and blessings. And I'll see you tomorrow for another powerful teaching. Bye-bye.